Welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking for the high-level strategies and stories behind building a seven-figure product brand, then you're in the right place. On this show, we'll uncover the advanced strategies, stories, and secrets that you need to know in order to take your e-commerce brand to the next level. Are you ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million? Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Roadmap to One Million. I am your host, Stacey Zio, and I am a fractional chief marketing officer and Facebook ads expert for six and seven figure online brands. And on this show, I reveal to you the secrets, the strategies, and the stories that you must know in order to take your brand to the next level. So if you have a big vision and you are ready to change the world with your products or your services, you are in the right place. So make sure that you are following the show. We have new episodes every Tuesday day and definitely want to make sure that you're sharing it with anyone, any of your other um, colleagues who are CEOs also who could benefit from learning all of the marketing that you really, really need to take your business to the next level. And so today we are talking about annual planning, y'all. This is a two-part series. And so we are going to be talking about annual planning for this year. I know that my clients are not worried about their annual plans because we are done by the time that we are almost done by the time this episode airs. So today we are going to talk about why you need an annual plan. And I'm going to walk you through the essential components for of an annual plan so that you can set yourself up for success this year. And so This week, we're talking about our annual plan. And then next week in part two, we are going to talk about how to create a 90-day roadmap. And so when I do planning, which I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but um, when I do planning, I like to think about high-level overarching yearly plans. And then I like to break them down into 90-day sprints and 90-day chunks, if you will. So we're going to talk about all that. And so like, because this is so important, like this annual planning, we are in January, annual planning is so important Because this is so important, because annual planning is so, so important, I wanted to make this super easy for you. So instead of taking a whole bunch of notes right now, um, I created a guide to go along with this. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash plan to get the free templates that I actually use for my clients. So I took the the annual planning templates that we use and the 90 day sprint planning that we use. Um, to and put them into a template for you to be able to download so that you can access this and you can create your annual plans and your 90-day sprint so that you can get on to having the best year of your business. So in this episode, um, I'm going to walk through that. But first, we're going to talk about what annual planning is, why it's important and all those things. So when you're thinking about annual plan, annual plan, like what is an annual marketing plan? And so an annual marketing plan is a document for you and your team to reference that really kind of guides your marketing for the whole year. So it's so important because it really helps to keep your team focused on what is actually going to be moving the needle this year. We're not just coming up with a bunch of random projects or doing things that are, you know, doing things that we randomly come up with at, at random points of the year. We actually have a plan, an overarching plan that says these are the things that we actually want to accomplish this year. And so then we utilize our 90 day sprints and our and our um, all of those kinds of plans to actually bring these things to life. And so you want to it's also important because you want to make sure that all of your marketing outputs are tracking towards the revenue goals that you set. And so I have a lot of CEOs that come to me and, in, you know, clients that come to me or leads that come to me when they're saying that they're doing a lot of marketing. Right. They're actually they're sending their emails, they're posting on social, they are creating videos, they're doing all the things. But them in doing all the things and they have a team that's helping them to execute and doing all the things 
the marketing outputs are not all the way not always tracking back to actual revenue that's bringing brought into the business and that's why your annual plan is so important because this document is something that you that really keeps you grounded you and your team keeps you grounded and stop you doing from all the things or doing random things that are not going to get you to that goal and so it is super important to make sure that you have created and as a CEO that you have created a annual plan for your business that is the first thing that we're going to talk about in this episode and that is the foundation so in this episode, let me tell you a little bit how this episode works. This episode is going to walk, I am literally walking you through every piece of the template. So again, make sure you head over to stacyzeal.co slash plan to grab your template so that you can use this. But I'm going to walk you through each section of it so that you, so that when you are going through and filling this out, you know what to put in each place. And I'm also just going to tell you the six essential pieces of it because there are about six pieces of your annual plan that you want to make sure that you have mapped out and identified so that your team can take your, to, can focus on your marketing, can, that can really focus your marketing on hitting these goals and KPIs. Let's jump into these six pieces. So the first piece is your one, your goals slash KPIs. And so what KPI stands for, it stands for key performance indicators. And so your goals are things like your revenue goals, your targets for customer acquisition, or even if you're breaking things down, like we want to acquire X amount of new customers, we want to acquire X amount of, you know, we want to reactivate or re or re-engage X percentage of our, of our existing customers. Then you also maybe have a stretch goal where you're like, okay, I have a top line revenue goal, but then I also have a stretch goal. So these things are important because it really helps your team to understand like the magnitude of the of, of what they're going to be doing. And it helps them to understand that like if we're trying to make a million dollars this year, we really need to make sure our efforts are focused. And so it really kind of breaks down how you're going to get there. And it and with key performance indicators, what you want to think about is like, what are you using to measure success? And so is it the amount of sales that you get? That's a, that's a top line KPI. But then also you might want to drill into things like your ad costs, you know, like your cost per your cost per acquisition, your cost per lead. Um, these are different kinds of things that you want to make sure that you're outlining because if you want to say like my goal is to make a million dollars, right? Let's say your goal is to make a million dollars in a year. If you're thinking about your key performance indicators, you want to make sure that you're not spending a million dollars in order to make a million dollars, right? And so in order to make that million dollars, what do your ads have to, what, what does the ROI of your ads have to be? What does the actual, um, you know, how many, what percentage of new customers do you need to actually acquire? Um, how many people do you actually need to convert in order to actually get to that goal? So that K goals and KPI section is definitely super important. You want to make sure that you're, you and your team are aligned on the goals and the key performance indicators that you're going to be using to measure success so that they are making sure that they are focused on the right things. And so like, for example, with KPIs, follower growth should not be a KPI that you set forth um, in your marketing, right? Like we don't want to say we have X amount of followers because followers don't necessarily track back to dollars and cents. And so when you're thinking about KPIs, make sure that they're more high level. They are, I mean, you know, they're specific, but they're a little more high level in, a, in the sense that we're not talking about follower count. We're talking about sales. We're talking about revenue. We're talking about, per, you know, percentages of, you know, customer base. We're talking about costs, um, your ad costs. We're talking about your, mar you know, any kind of sales objectives and things kind of things you want to get done. Those are what KPIs are. And so then we're going to move on to the second part. So the second part you'll see in this document is a 2022 recap. And I love to do a recap of the last year. And it's very simple. This is not a very in-depth, super, you know, detailed, you know, section. And so I like to do this section because one, 
I this is the homework that my clients get when I when I'm doing my annual planning with my clients, their goal, their job and their homework is to go back and look at 2022, look at the last year and let me know what worked and what didn't work. So just making a brain dump, making a list of what worked and what didn't work. And the reason that this is important is because we start to look at these things and we see patterns. So we see patterns of what works and what doesn't work. And that's really what marketing is about. It's about identifying patterns and figuring out how things can work best together. So it's about doing more of what worked and about doing less of what didn't work. And so having you being able to look year over year at what worked in your business and what didn't work your business, you're starting to narrow things down. You're really starting to focus your marketing plan on the things that do work and doing less of the things that don't work. Hey there, CEO. Do you secretly wish you could grow your revenue without having your hands in every piece of your marketing? Are you longing for the days where you aren't approving every post, every email, or even every sales page before it goes out? I so understand because when CEOs like you come to me, they have a big vision, they're doing a lot of marketing, but for some reason they are stuck. And it is my job to come in and uncover the big problems that we have and figure out how we can actually take you from being stuck at that revenue at that revenue milestone you're currently at and getting you onto that next level. So if you know that it is time for you to take your hands out of all of your marketing so that you can get to the next level, then definitely want to book a call with me so we can talk about how a fractional CMO can help you get your next revenue milestone without the side of CEO burnout. So head over to stacyzeal.co to book a call with me today. Don't wait. Your future millions are waiting for you. All right, number three. Section three is... This is one of my favorite sections. This is where you want to have your key initiatives. And so when I think about key initiatives and when we and my clients are talking about key initiatives, key initiatives are more so like the big bets you're making for the year. So here are some examples for you to think about when you're thinking about key initiatives. So any product launches that you have coming up this year, are you releasing any new products? Are you, you know, do you have any launches that you planned? Even if it's there, are the existing products, it, you know, you're, you're launching, you're, you're doing launches for your digital course throughout the year or something like that. These kinds of things need to, are, are initiatives and you want to make sure that they're documented. Things like conferences. Um, if you're planning to do a conference this year, hint, hint, I am doing a summit in the fall. <laughs> and so you want to make sure that you are on my email list so that you will be the first to know about the summit that I'm doing in the fall. Um, and you can, when you get this template, you'll be put on my email list. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash plan. Um, but anyway, so conferences, summits, anything that you're doing this year, you know, podcasts, like for example, one of our key initiatives at um, Stacey Zeal Co. is to grow the podcast. And so we have, you know, goals set for for it. We have KPIs that we set for it. But that's a key initiative because we're seeing that the podcast is definitely growing. It's really, you know, helping us to start to generate, to get generate leads and to, you know, generate our visibility and to demonstrate our expertise. And so we're really making a big bet to go all in on our podcast this year and finding different ways to connect our podcast to our customer journey. So that way into our tour or to our funnel per se, um, so that we, we can actually grow the podcast and we can actually leverage it to help us hit the goals that we've set forth for our business this year. Another example of a key initiative, maybe, maybe you're launching an influencer marketing program. Maybe you're like, Hey, this is the year that I'm going to start to hire influencers for creating content creator. The creator economy is growing. You know, UGC is very popular and it's something that you definitely want to dive into as an e-commerce brand. But maybe you're saying like, hey, I need to build out this program. So there are a lot of different moving pieces that you have to put together in order to create an influencer marketing program that actually, you know, generates revenue for your business. 
another key initiative, maybe any new offers, maybe you're launching a new offer this year or you have a new offer this year. Maybe even you can even drill into ch- to channels specifically if you're making a big bet on a channel that you haven't used before. And so the best example I can give here is like TikTok. So if you have decided that your customer is on TikTok and you want to, you know, you've been killing it on Instagram, you've been, you know, doing your email marketing, been doing all these other things and you now decide you want to branch out into a new channel. This new channel, this new initiative is going to take energy, it's going to take effort, it's going to take, you know, people putting to, you know, a lot of different moving pieces. And so TikTok could potentially be a key initiative for you if you've decided that you're going to actually go all in on monetizing that channel for your brand. And so when you think about key initiatives, so those are some examples of key initiatives. And these are, when I create them for my clients, they are very customized to their business. And so I'm giving you just some high level things here, but thinking about two to four big bets that you have this year. It doesn't have to, you don't like, don't put out, don't put down 10 initiatives. Don't put down, you know, even five, six, seven, eight initiatives, right? I like to say between two and four, because again, these are big bets. These are high level initiatives that you're going to implement in your business that have a lot of different moving pieces. And so you want to make sure that you're not having 10 different projects, each with a hundred different steps each, right? Because that's going to overwhelm you. That's going to overwhelm your team. And so having these big bets outlined in your marketing plan helps us to understand that what are we really trying to accomplish at the end of the year? One, but then how are we going to bring this to life? And so those are what the initiatives are the how you're going to bring it to life. All right. And then moving on to section number four, which is, you know, kind of building off of the the last section, which each section builds. So this document actually is in a particular order for a reason. And so after we've identified our key initiatives, we have our two to four big bets, then we want to talk about marketing tactics. And so that is how you're bringing each of these initiatives to life. This is when this is the section that you're going to talk about. Okay, now we have our two to four initiatives. What are the actual marketing channels that we're going to use to attract customers, to nurture customers and to convert customers. And so in this document, you will see a section for attract, you'll see a section for nurturing and you'll see a section for convert. And the reason I like to break this down like this is because I don't necessarily believe that you need that there is one channel that you, you know, can only go all in on, right? Because that's just like, for example, if, you know, you have people who say go all in on Instagram. Okay, that's fine. If you're if you say like, I'm going to go all in on Instagram. However, Instagram is rented land right? Instagram, you don't own Instagram. And so you also want to be making sure that you're putting people into your email list. So that's a whole, that's another channel and email marketing has a purpose. And so let me give you an example of, you know, from my business of how this, this kind of looks. And so for Stacey Zielinko, for example, our attract marketing, one of the channels that we use to attract clients, it to attract our audience and to build our, to build our following is our social media channels. So Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Those are the top three channels that I'm on. I'm also on Twitter, but Twitter is my place to go and talk shit um, for the most part. I post sometimes I post business stuff there, but it's mostly talking shit. Um, so um, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn are our main channels for business. And so we use our social traffic to, we use our channels to try to attract new audiences. And But we also take that, well, we use those social channels to move people into a world that we own. So for what is that world that we own? Our podcast. It's our email list. And so we are using social media to attract client, to attract people. And then we're pushing them to into our nurture sequence, which is our podcast, which is our email. We have lead magnets, all these kinds of things that help to nurture people to get us people onto our email list or get people into our podcast so they can start hearing from me. They can hear my voice. They can hear how I speak. They can hear how I help people to get results. They can hear our methodologies, all of those things. And so we use the podcast. We use the email as a nurture or as nurture channels. And then we also need to be 
be able to convert customers, right? So it's not just about attracting people and nurturing them, but you also have to convert them. And so how do we convert customers? We convert customers with sales calls and workshops for the most part. Right there, I you know we we I talk in the DMs, but I you know kind of put DMs under sales calls. So it's that one-to-one interaction of a sales of a sales call or a sales DM, or I get people into a workshop and then they get teach them something on that workshop and then I you know sell them something at the end. And so going back through that attraction, so I'm using social media to attract people, pulling people, getting new, reaching new audiences, using my Instagram reels, using, you know, my adding people on Facebook, using, you know, LinkedIn to grow my audience and to grow my reach. And then using those, that, that audience on social and taking those people on social and getting them to listen to my podcast, getting them to get on my email list. And then from there, after they listen to the podcast, they've gotten on my email list, or also sometimes it might just go directly to a sale. Somebody might see a post on my Instagram page and book a call with me, which has had actually happened this week, right? And so knowing how you are, how your marketing is working, like what your what the purpose of each channel is, is so important. Because email, yes, emails can be a sale, you know, email can be a sale, you know, a way to convert customers. It can be a way to nurture, right? But it's not necessarily an attract strategy per se. You act, you're using a lead magnet to get people to get on it, but you still got to post it somewhere, whether you're posting on a blog, you're doing videos on YouTube, you're posting on social, right? And so if you think about giving each of your marketing channels a job, this is something that I, when I work through with my clients is like, we don't need to use our social channels to do every piece of our marketing. You can do that. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that for my clients. I recommend we follow this kind of three pronged approach of let's figure out what channels we're using to attract people. What channels are we, what marketing channels are we using to nurture people? And then what are our sales tactics that we're going to use to actually convert customers? And so that will look different for a lot of different businesses. And so that's why when I go through these with my clients, these are very customized because we're trying to figure out, you know, what channels work best for us, what channels work best for your energy, right? Like, where do you show up the best for me? Podcast writing is not my strength, right? So podcasting is great for me because I can speak. I love to talk. My hands are going, (laughs) you know, when I do this, right? And so this is so it aligns with my strength. So it's all of these kinds of things are really very customized to when you're thinking about your business, your strengths, and how you want to show up. And so maybe you use one channel for all three, as I mentioned, maybe you use a combination, maybe, you know, but really for the most part, I like to have a hero channel or a main channel or a hero piece of content, which my podcast, for example, is my hero content. And so we take that and then we distribute that across our social channels to get people interested, say, oh yeah, like I like her voice. I like what she's talking about. Let me go listen to her podcast, right? So there's a lot of different things that you can do, but you want to make sure that your, your, your marketing tactics are anchored in figuring out like attract, nurture, convert. Okay. And so then after we've listed our marketing tactics, then I'd like to go through a customer journey. I like to outline what is the customer journey? Because honestly, sometimes your customer journey changes year over year. Sometimes you're trying new things. You're trying new ways of converting customers in a better way. And so your customer journey, and I've talked about customer journey a lot. So if you want to go back and look at some of my lives, um, you know, you can learn more about customer journey or send me a DM on Instagram if you want me to do a whole episode actually on the customer journey. And so if you think about the customer journey, it's really how you're building know, like, and trust. So the goal of your marketing is to facilitate know, like, and trust by moving people through your funnel. And so 
really kind of building on that last section, it's helpful to show the flow of your customers. Like how do people go from, I have no idea who you are to please take my money. It's not, you mapping that out one allows your team to know one, where they should be sending people, right? Cause I see all the time, social channels. You have someone who's on social, who is, um, you know, handling your social media page. They're posting, they're doing the reels, they're creating content, they're doing all the things, but your channel is not being monetized. Why? Because that person is does not understand or is not aware that they need to get people off of social and get them into our funnels or get them into a specific place so that we can start to facilitate the sale. And so let me give you an example for some, for e-commerce brands out there that's something that's very typical um, for, for brands. And so, for example, you may have ads, for example, you're running some ads, you're running some Facebook ads, you're running some Facebook ads to a quiz. Your people, they, your customers, you know, your prospects, they take the quiz, they get, they land on a page, they get a, a landing page with a customer assortment of products that actually would recommend for them. So let's say, you know, let's t take the example if, if you're, you're selling skincare. So for example, you may have ads that talk to people about different skin conditions that drives them to a quiz. They take a quiz to, to learn about how to talk about how their skin is, you know, gives them all these, you know, gives the task, all these questions. And then they get a landing page with like three or four products specifically for their skin type or specifically for, you know, the, the, the skin condition that they have. Then you may give them an ex a, a coupon in exchange for their email address. So you're saying like, hey, if you give me your email address, I will give you 15% off. I'll give you 20% off. And then you might even say like, hey, this is something I see Fashion Nova do all the time in some of these other, you know, um, clothing sites. They'll say, hey, if you, you, you've given me your email address for that 20%, but if you really want an extra 10%, giving, bring you up to 30%, you sign up for my texting program. Okay. So give me your number for your texting program. And then you're emailing people until they convert. You're emailing people until they convert. And then you're also picking up emails to re-engage your, your, your customers, right? So it's not just about stopping once they make that sale. It's saying like, okay, well, let's set up some automated emails that will then re-engage them. Let's add them to our newsletter so they're getting our weekly content. Let's figure out how we can you know, remarket to them or retarget them with ads, right? And so your customer journey is key to understanding how to move people to a sale. So if you're finding that you're doing a lot of marketing, and like, you know, one of your channels, for example, you're on Instagram a lot, you're doing a lot on Instagram, but you're not really fully maximizing that channel and monetizing it. It's probably because you're not using it to send enough, you're not sending enough people through your customer journey. You're not attracting the right people and getting them off of social. So that's what I want you to understand about, about customer journeys, particularly with social channels. You do not own Facebook, you don't own Instagram, you don't own Pinterest, you don't own any of these channels. And so you wanna make sure that your marketing is, and of course we wanna mix an engaging post here and there, right? You know, cool, we, get, we need to make, make engaging, we need to play with the algorithm, all those kinds of things. But you wanna make sure that you and your team are aligned on where we are sending our traffic that will best move them to a sale. Okay. All right. Last piece. So section number six, section number six is an initiative roadmap. So we have our two to four key initiatives. We understand what marketing levers we're going to pull. We know where we're sending people. And now let's talk about what we are doing when. And this is very high level, right? This does not necessarily have to be super in depth. It really is about giving your team an idea of when things are happening when. So for example, I'll give you an example for me. My initiatives roadmap. So I have my three initiatives that we're gonna focus on this year. One of them, as I mentioned, is a virtual summit. And so this summit that we're gonna be doing is gonna be happening in the fall. And I haven't picked a date yet. 
I mean, I have picked a date, you know, in my head, but I haven't actually like fully officially picked a date yet. And so, but I know it's going to be in the fall, right? I'm like, okay, I know it's going to be in the fall. And so I put that on my initiative roadmap. So that way, when we get to Q2 and we're looking ahead at, we're looking back at our annual plan and we're saying like, okay, we have a summit coming up in, in the fall. What do we need to do now to prepare for this summit? Okay. Q3 is here. We are three months out from this summit. What do we need to do now in order to get ready for the summit, right? And so this gives your team an idea of like when your launches are, what is the theme or the focus of that month, uh, you know, yeah, of that, of that, um, at that particular time period, it gives you a quarter by quarter, month by month. So when you look at the initiative roadmap section, it's you're gonna see Q1, it, you know, January, February, March, right? So you go and fill in with each of the different quarters, each of the different sections of like, when are we launching? What are we? What is the high level thing that we have going on this month? Or what do we need to be looking out for? Because again, this is a plan that you will look back at the whole year, right? And so with my clients, what I do is I take, you know, we create our annual plans, we align on our plans, and then I'm going back and looking at our plans and making our 90 day sprints. So I'm looking, I'm making a 90 day sprint and saying like, okay, this is what we're going to focus on for the next 90 days. Boom, these are the tasks, these are all the things. And the next episode is going to talk to you about 90 day sprints. So don't worry about that. Next week's episode is talking to you about 90 day sprints. And so but I'm always looking back at the plan. I'm looking back at the initiative roadmap. I'm looking back at what we've already done, what we've already aligned on, what we already agreed on. So that way moving forward, when we get to the end of the year, we can say these are, we, we knocked out two of the three key initiatives or we knocked out three of the, you know, three of the three key initiatives. Or maybe that, you know, those two initiatives of the four that we set actually took a lot more time, a lot more energy, a lot more effort than we thought. So we couldn't do these other two things. So we've deprioritized them, right? And so having a plan, Having a baseline is so important for you to actually make sure that your marketing and your team is aligned and getting y'all to where y'all want to go. And so I know that this sounds like a lot. I know it sounds like a lot, but either way, it is crucial to ensuring you and your team are all working on the right things. And so if you're feeling anxious about it, you're feeling lost, you're feeling behind, take a breath first. Let's collectively, okay, <laughs> after you take a breath then I want you to book a call with me so we can talk about how my team can help you to t get on track and onto your seven-figure year. So make sure that you head over to stacyzeal.co slash plan to download the template. Head over to my site if you want to book a call with me so we can talk through how I can help you. I can create this for you because my clients, I create this for my clients. We have our strategy meetings. We have our annual planning meeting. I take all of our notes. I ask all the questions. I do all the things. And then I go and I create our annual plans. We align on our annual plans. And then we move on to our 90-day sprints. This is how you make sure that your marketing is all aligned and marching towards the same direction. So that's what I have for y'all about annual planning. Don't forget next week's episode. Again, it's going to be about 90 day sprint. So make sure you're following the show. Make sure you download the template and I will see y'all next week. Let me know and leave me a review if this was helpful to, helpful to you. Let me know your thoughts. I want to know if where you're at with your annual planning. So that's what I got for y'all today. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I just know you got a nugget or two from that episode that will take your brand to the next level if you take action. Keyword, take action. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash checklist to get a free resource that will help you to take action on what you learned today so that you can get on to building the brand of your dreams. And be sure to leave us a review so businesses like yours can get this gold as well. All right, y'all. I'll see you on the next episode.